One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I was actually looking at the notes you give me before every programme. Well, that's a first. Well, I know. I was looking at it and thinking, well, I don't know whether I want to do that. <laughs> well, I want to do this. Uh, you had a birthday, Judith. I did. I was 64, Jenny. Will you still need me? Will, Will you, you still, still feed me when I'm 64? Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> did you have a lovely party? Uh, did you have all your friends around? You didn't invite me. What's going on? <laughs> Had a very, very nice evening by the side of the lake with a lovely... Um, How many people portable... did you invite? Oh, no, I did you know, oh, I've just remembered. We were going to take the fire pit and I got the fire pit in the boot, right? Yeah. Um, portable fire pit? Yeah, portable, okay. yeah, because we were going to fry some stuff. And um, my friend Patty said, tell you what, why don't I nip home and get my portable camping stove and then we don't have to light the fire pit because it was really hot last Thursday. Yeah. It was the hottest day. You didn't really want to be lighting fire pits, did we? And so she nipped home and she got um, it's just, a, just a ring. It's like it's like a gas ring that you put on the floor and, and an old frying pan. So we fried the chops on that. No hassle you with a fire chops. pan. <gasps> Lovely. Chops by the lake? Yes, bit of, just some chopped, nice lamb chops, bit of rosemary, bit of, gra- bit of garlic. Did you marinate them before? Well, no, but... Okay, so you've got just... Well, that's a funny thing to do. Well, is it a funny thing to do? Well, I just think that that's quite advanced with your cooking. I mean, I'd have just done sausages, I think. Oh, would you? Or chicken skewers or something rather easy. But what did you serve with your lamb? Uh, Well, Patty bought some salads and I did a homemade... Yeah, Yeah. Have I met Patty? Was she the one that made me go in that lake when it was very cold? (laughs) I don't think you have met Patty, no. Okay. Uh, But I loved the uh, camping stove. Guess how long it took me to get one myself. Uh, well, I reckon you went to the lake around six o'clock at about seven o'clock, got yep. home about nine thirty. Yep. By ten o'clock, you had a camping stove in the Amazon basket. Oh, you are so right. Yeah. yeah. You know me Did so well. Did you get well. some birthday money that you spent on it? I know you got a, a voucher from me, but you yeah. spent that in Lakeland. Did no. you get some birthday no, money? No, I, I viewed it, it as an essential. I viewed it as essential. Once I'd seen the camping stove, it wasn't it wasn't a treat. It was, it was a essential. single ring, or could you get? Did you go upgrade? Did you go double? <laughs> Ring. Well, no, single ring. I thought single ring's absolutely fine. Mind you, when I got to the basket, the checkout, luckily I noticed that you had to buy the gas canister on top because that would have been bitterly disappointing. See, this is where I worry about the um, the gas canister. As soon as somebody says the word gas canister, yeah. I go into full casualty mode. Oh, I see do a disaster. You? Yeah, I see that exploding. You somewhere. see all the scenes leading up to I, I'm it. I'm really sorry, Don't but you? I see you by the lake. I know what you mean. I see your lamb cutlets. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, what bang! <laughs> 
you know what? I don't bang so loud then and threw my head back, my headphones oh, came off. Do you know, off. it's all come... Fl- watching Casualty has just come flooding back to me with that. Because you knew, didn't you, with a seat. Is it still on? I don't know if I, it I'm is. I'm not sure, still is. but it used but to I know lead what you up mean, and you lead think, up. Oh, someone no, on a bike, well, they're going to fall stabbing. off. And then sometimes they'd, they'd throw you a curveball, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, you'd see some scaffolding, you'd yeah. think, oh, well, something yeah, that's yeah. going to fall. And then nothing happened something with the scaffolding. Or something else happened entirely. Yeah. You know, really it's terrifying. Tripping. How many friends yes. did you have there, Judith? Well, so not had very Patty. many. Did Patty a, bring a, a husband? Select... No, she hasn't got a husband. It was a select few. It was a very, very nice. Did evening. you have your girls with you? No, no, but they came at the weekend and they okay. brought their own gifts, which were very nice, and their okay. own cards. And I have brought you Ellen's card because I think it's quite interesting. Okay, so this is her birthday card. And, well, you you have a look. There's, yes. Right, on the front, it's very funny because there is a, a mother figure dancing uh, in a pink tutu and fancy dress and uh, holding the hand of her daughter who's doing a similar routine. Mum, and people wonder where I get it from. Yeah. So she's saying... She's- got the measure well, of me hasn't yes she? dear mum happy birthday hope you had a lovely day and looking forward to spending the weekend together happy birthday yeah. Let's now read this on the, there's, a, there's a post-it uh, note oh on gosh, the other side yes. Go on, just another out. little birthday treat and she's attached a post-it note and it's a pink post-it note and on that she's written one times question token pto for please turn over for terms and conditions okay this says one, not to be used more than once or in conjunction with any other question token. Two, not to be used to ask a question already asked in the last 24 hours. Expiry date, 28th of the 7th, 19th. This has expired. Have you used the token? Yeah, so in other words, yeah, because she, what she said is she says, I'm so sick of you asking me questions, Mum, all yeah, the time, yeah. that that's what I'm allowed. Now I can only ask a question if you've got a question I've got token. a token. It's a bit like... You're, you're audible. You can only get a, a book on Audible if you've got a credit. So That's have right. you spunked this credit? Have well, you used it? you know, obviously I had to think very carefully about what I was going to ask. Yeah. You know, very, very carefully about what she I was going to say. She didn't give you much time either. <laughs> I think you should be allowed down. at least a week yeah. with a, yeah. a credit. Yeah. But you know what I've decided to do from now on? Yeah. Because I've been so chastised, haven't yeah. I, with asking well, too many questions. told. Yeah, been told big time. Is I think what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and hold back on the questions. Store them okay? up. Okay, just hold back on them, and then eventually Michael ask a few, won't he? And I'll just I'll just go in his slipstream. Okay, they won't even notice. No, he won't. No, no, because I think that's what he does to me. I think he lets me ask all the questions, does. and he just sits back and gets Rolling all the answers. Rolling his eyes a bit. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I Pretending bet. he's not really interested. Exactly. Like oh, here she goes again. Being good dad. Yep. Being carefree, yeah. I, I think so. I think this Casual. is what I'm going to try and do. Well, what did it? Can you remember what you asked her? Or um, do you think you wasted it? <laughs> yeah, but, oh yes, I think I did waste it actually. If I you think sort of, if you said to, her, oh, what's the time? Would you say <laughs> that's your question used? Probably not. No, it has to be sort of personal. Okay. Mind you, sometimes I ask her something, and I realise I'm on speakerphones. The other day, I asked her something about Aaron's job, and she said. Mum, you're on speakerphone. And Aaron was there yes, in the room. That's her boyfriend. Yes, You've got to be that's more no careful good, is than it? That. You'd make the worst spy in the world. I would. I know I would. Well, I don't know. I'd get a few questions in there. I think yeah. you're going to have to be very careful, Judith. What, like you don't ask Phoebe too many questions? Well, G- Phoebe <laughs> said to me yesterday, will you not comment on my Instagram pictures? Did she? I don't leave the odd encouraging uh, comment. Yes, what's wrong with that? She was at the South Bank or something, you know, on those do's, and she was hula hooping, and there was a picture of her hula hooping, and I went, you look magnificent, piggy, or something. She says, no. <laughs> People read this and they think you're mad. And I think, well, they don't. 
And I said, right, I'm going to unfollow you. It escalated like that. Did it? We had a family lunch yesterday. Because I said, Bond, to finish your birthday, did you get any nice presents? I did. I got that nice bracelet from Mike. That's very good. Yes, it's a, a fresh World Water Pearls. Yes, yes. Nice very different colours. That was good. Oh, thank God it fits. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I That would have been depressing. Yeah. But wait a minute. You just came back to you on Instagram with Phoebe. Did you, you didn't think it was private, did you? No, I just thought it wouldn't, that nobody yeah, would really you mind just being... making mummy comments. Exactly. Mummy you, comments. You thought people would think it would be charming yeah, and yeah. lovely. Apparently it's a bit naff, but there we go. <sighs> we but can never get it we right, can't can get we? it right at all. No. I, but I even, she was at a wedding this weekend and I bought her a glittery skirt. Yeah. And, and then I saw on the Instagram she wasn't wearing it. <laughs> Did she? You checked up. Yeah. Did you anyway, check up? I'll, I'll take it back. I've got the receipt, damn it. Yeah. Anyway, listen... Yeah, I had the family for lunch, but yeah. first of all, your birthday. Anything else? You get anything else that you liked? Um, no. No, no. You see, Not 64. Really. Don't get many. You don't no. get many presents when you're 64. You're too old for money in an envelope. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, I used to like that. Auntie. Yeah, I used to like that, as long as it wasn't tokens. Book tokens is a bit depressing. Yeah, because you wanted to spend the book tokens yeah. on nail yeah, varnish yeah, yeah. and they wouldn't let you. <laughs> no. You're sometimes going to Boots and say, oh, go on, take it. Take it. I'm I just remembered that when the girls were small and they used to get tokens, <laughs> um, I used to I used to have to give them the money for the tokens and be lumbered with the, with the token myself. So that, they got into that. Yeah, yeah. The thing, the sacrifices God, we've made. We, I know. And do we get many thanks? We get nothing. We get Not nothing. Really. So I had the whole bloody family. Go on over. then. Well, why was that? Oh, I had to go to bed early last night. It was very exhausting. So it was a Sunday. Uh, yesterday, it was yesterday, which was a Sunday. Jeff and I had to start the preparations at about half past ten, eleven o'clock. Well, it for lunch. Sound very early to me. Oh, I just, I was so bored of it by about midday. <laughs> Oh, I just thought, and I was doing it in my pajamas, and I thought oh, I just oh, want to go. But you were hot. I was hot. I was bothered, and I was yeah. bored. So, talk me through the catering. What were you well, providing? I was only doing one course. Oh, <laughs> my sister said she was bringing puddings, and then my niece yeah. made a, a fruit crumble. Well, very nice. Uh, well, I know. Yeah. Uh, and so I made. Uh, sorry, just pausing to scratch my right breast. I got a very <laughs> itchy that. right nipple. I hope I'm, I might have to Google that. <laughs> itchy right nipple. I don't know whether it means I'm in, I'm coming in for money. Um, so I made a, a, a chicken tagine. Oh, you did a hot course. I'm impressed. Well, it oh, was very I... nice weather. Remember the weekend that's just gone. True, but even the Sunday so. was not clement. Yeah. Um, so I've got my big North African cooking pot from the Conran shop which goes on the stove and into the oven. Nice. Yes, and it's not a Le Creuset, it's different. A North African cooking pot and I did a North African tagine. Have you done it before? You've done it before? Uh, yes, I have. And every time I do it, I think this is very watery. Yeah. It's from the BBC website. Yeah. Uh, good food. Uh, well, quite good food. They should actually qualify <laughs> that. Just say quite good food if you know what you're doing. Um, and it was a bit watery. Mm. And I thought, I don't want to put, you know, you can get into a mess if you start mixing up flour and water and trying to thicken it yeah, like that. You should have just boiled it off a bit. I did boil it oh, off a bit. Oh, you did that. It my brother came round. He said, take the lid off, boil it yeah, up Yeah, exactly. A bit. I He's like very good, my brother. I like your he brother. He took over the couscous. Did you hear Jeff's joke? I tweeted it. It did make me laugh. God, it made me laugh. I am nervous of cooking couscous. It's one of the things. It's, I just look at it, I go, oh, it's grainy, isn't it grainy? What do you do with that then? <laughs> uh, and, and then, so... I said to Jeff, I'm nervous of couscous. I don't like cooking couscous. He said, you're a cowardy, cowardy couscous. <laughs> Very 
very good. I laughed. Very good. Well done, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Now and again, you sort of put some love credit back in the bank. Yeah. You know when you think oh, I, I do. Leave you, I know you what you mean. <laughs> and then he makes the cowardly, cowardly couscous joke, and I think and I love you. Yeah. And he bought me a scarf as well. Wow, he is in credit, uh, isn't yeah, he? He's huge in credit. Yeah. So, um, and the and my sister made a cake. Well, well, I haven't finished with the couscous yet. So, how did it turn out? Well, it was a watery couscous. Uh, watery t- t- oh, okay, start, <laughs> start that again. It was a watery tagine. Yeah. Uh, but we just saved. I chucked a load of spinach in at the last moment. Oh, that soaked a lot. Good of the idea. And then my brother did the couscous, and there wasn't a scrap left of anything. Well, that's a good sign, isn't it? So, yes. yes. Did you check the bins? <laughs> Checked around, you know, the, in the old days, it was always the flower pots. It was always in the aspidistra. Yeah, that's People right. always having a the... piss in the aspidistra yeah. pot or hiding food. Yeah, you might come across it over the next few months. If it in, a big, in a big pile. That, yeah. When... At one point I said, does anybody want any chilli sauce? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> that's that when was you know. That's when you know, isn't it? You've not got it quite right. Chilli sauce. So were there any arguments at your family lunch? Everyone was quite well behaved. Very good. Yeah, there was, um, I good. think, because we're all... You know, knocking on a bit. No, it was, it was a, a healthy, pleasant occasion. But when they'd all gone, I was quite glad. Was there that awful moment when you thought, well, was there a moment? There's usually about an, half an hour if you're unlucky, an hour when you've had enough of your guests. But yes, exactly. Five o'clock, I said, is it time everybody went now? Oh, you did say that? Yeah, I said that. Did my you? brother, look, it was ten past five, actually, to be precise. My brother said, we'll have 20 more minutes and, I think we've all, and then we'll call it a day. <laughs> but at least then you knew that in 20 minutes yeah, they were going to... I was to... counting down. Of course you were. In my head. Of course you counting were. Counting down 20 minutes, it's quite hard. I didn't speak for that. <laughs> no, you don't want to start any conversations. But, uh, but um, I think that we all managed to have a turn at saying something. Was there something you handed round so that you, you had bought, the floor? I brought my new book down for everyone to see, but nobody was particularly interested. Oh, Jenny. Oh, they're very bad at What it. did you want them to do? Sit in a corner and be well, so engrossed they wouldn't have come out of a conversation? I did offer a reading. <laughs> Listen, I've worked my ass off. I've got a new novel yeah. out. This coming yeah. out this week, and I bought it down quite ceremoniously. No, I, I get that. I and can understand that. Only my yeah. only one nephew actually picked it up and had a look at the inside blur. What the rest of them just said? Oh yeah, mm, yeah, whatever. So that's when I threatened to do a reading, and and everyone just kind of talked over me then for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> How you know? Um, uh, talking about when people, guests go, it's quite nice, isn't it, when you go to a party or indeed when you give a party when there's an end time. Oh, the- isn't that a relief for everybody? I think it's rude not to put times on invitations. Well, because, you know, well, except when is it um, permitted and when is it not permitted to put an end time, do you think, to your it social invitation? It should always invitation? be on an invitation. It should say the time to arrive. Yeah. So, uh, like, if it's cocktails, six o'clock to eight o'clock. Yeah. That's that's it. You're not getting fed. Because some people might assume that cocktails can dribble on, couldn't they? But Those yeah. are the worst people in the world. Well, exactly. <las> Exactly. Who are these people? Oh, oh, I, I wouldn't invite those people I in the first place. I know lots of people like that that are still there. You see, I, I'm from a military background and there was yeah. always timings on invitations. Yes, Every single invita- one? Yes, more or less, I think so. Yeah. There should be more of that, shouldn't there? Oh, of course there should. Even yes. if people are coming for coffee. I'm dropping by for coffee. I'd say, well, your invitation for coffee <laughs> is 11 to 11.15 
to 11.45 tops, 45 minutes for coffee, it's, no longer. You don't want them there for an it hour. It is awful, isn't it, when you invite somebody around for a cup of tea thinking it's going to be 45, 45 minutes, minutes and tops. they're still there two hours later oh, and that has happened to me. Oh, yeah, it is, it's distressing. This, How do you get out of it? Well, I, have, I usually say, I'm sorry, but I now need it. I'm in desperate need of a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hope they won't wait around. Yeah. Uh, now, the other thing, I'm yes. looking at your notes here. Mm. Birds at all my gooseberries. Oh, Jenny. Oh, dear Judith. <laughs> well, it's the first year we've grown gooseberries. Yes. I like a gooseberry. Do you like a gooseberry? Do you like them raw? Well, no. Oh, yes. I've never eaten a raw gooseberry oh, in my you life. Must. You must. What's they like? Oh, extraordinary. You've never eaten a gooseberry <laughs> of raw. Of course I have. Have you? Give me a you're told not to, of course you do, and then you get a bit of tummy ache, but it's worth it. Gosh. Yeah, have a raw go- you gooseberry. You are a rebel, aren't you? Yeah, dare you, when you mm. get home tonight. Oh, there's none left, of course. <laughs> you can't, no, I, I wish I could. So anyway, we had a lovely crop, mm. lovely crop of gooseberries, and we had a few varieties. So some of them were that, were that kind of, you know, ready pink yes. variety, and some of the normal hairy ones. And... Um, so, you know, we've been watering the garden, obviously, because it's been so hot, hasn't it? And they were getting nice and ripe and nice and fat. And I thought, well, I won't, you know, I won't, I'll just wait until there's a really good crop and then I'll make a, a few sort of crumbles and everything. And some. So, so I go out one morning with my bowl, not one gooseberry on any of the bushes. And not who, one, not even just less. What, what kind of well, bird is because culprit? I've no idea, but I, first of all, I went in and I said, oh, Mike, you've picked all the gooseberries. no. Bloody birds had had the lot. Can you trust Mike? Can you trust him not to pick all the gooseberries? Put a little sign up on your wall. You know, in villages like they do. Yeah. Punnets of gooseberries. Found a punnet. He's made himself a tenor and he's not going to tell you. <laughs> that would have been very enterprising, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't it? it? No, yeah. I think the birds have had it. But isn't that amazing? Overnight. Stripped one that yeah. one you know, one night you and you go to bed and you think like tomorrow morning I'll do that and they all go in like that in a flash. It's like they're all waiting. They're all waiting and watching you and thinking, yeah, she's coming out with that bowl tomorrow. My we'll garden has never looked drearier. I have to say that That's it's... saying something. <laughs> My roses have all done their best and, <sighs> and they're, all, they're coming up for another kind of round. Yeah. But they're a bit weak. Yeah. Um, my lupin... Prize lupin, lupin. N- n- yeah, n- just one. singular, yeah. yeah, lupin, and my foxglove have both died. I've got a hollyhock on the go at the moment. Right, uh, I had a dahlia that's gone manky, uh, and then I've had uh, uh, then another dahlia got a, a sort of mildew thing. Oh I've had a bad week. You've but had, do had you know a bad what? week of it. Do you? you know what to make up for it? And I think the, they're back in fashion. Gladioli in Marks and Spencers. Oh, yeah. Two pounds for a, a, a. You get about four of them in a wrap. Yes. Oh, well, I say wrap. I'm sorry. A bunch. Like you I, could use the word bunch. You know, I, quite. I take drugs, remember? I say wrap a gladioli. In the old days, it was a wrap a coke. Hey, you got a wrap a coke. I don't know that. No, it's these days. I don't anymore, but a wrap a mm. gladioli. Two pounds. I bought four quid value, isn't it? A gladiola. What They're the most. I bought a very dark cherry uh, and a, a very deep pink. Nice. And I've mixed them up in two vases. Have you? I can't tell you, Judith. They. Look splendid. You need a big vase for those. Well, I've got plenty of vases. I've got, yeah, well, they're not, yes, yes, I've got tall vases. I've done them properly. It looks very nice. Have you painted them? Not yet. Guest, we've got a guest. Yes. Well, we usually do, don't Tiff we? Tiff Stevenson's coming in. Very good co- comedian. Comedian. Com- comedian. We don't say that anymore. Oh, it's really old fashioned. Is it? Oh, oh right, that's me God. saying. Honestly. Um, 
comedian and actress. We'll, and we'll quiz her on everything else she does. Um, Primer's Judith. Oh, yes, I told you to. Yes, go wow. on. I didn't really understand what okay. you were telling me about okay. that. Well, I think in this particularly sweaty weather, I yes. always wear foundation. You don't. You've got good skin. I have always needed to balance out my features and cover up my sort of blotchiness with that and all that sort of stuff with a foundation. And I've heard of the word primer. Yeah, me too. And basically, it's like painting a wall yeah. before you put the actual colour on. It's right. like a, a, a coat of whitewash and it evens everything out. You don't have to dibby-dab-dab a tiny little bit, pea-sized thing. And you do your moisturiser first, then you put your primer on yeah. and it evens everything out. And then you put the, the foundation mm. on. It doesn't slide off your face anymore. Wow. It kind of sets everything for the Does day. It? Really? Yes. It's changed my life. Wow. Have you, did you use it this morning? I'm just looking at your face now. Can't you tell? Well, it does look good. I mean, you do look good, but how interesting. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping... How much, how, many, how much of this did they sell you at the counter? Well, I bought uh, the primer and the foundation. I didn't get much change from about 40 quid. Yeah. I was early for a train. Uh, <laughs> they see you coming, they, at St Pancras. Oh, they must do. Well, that's my okay. makeup tip of the week. Have you got one? Well, I don't know about a tip, but um, I don't, do you have this problem of the moustache and the beard? I have think? whiskers on my chin, but I don't think they amount to an actual beard. No, I couldn't remember whether you were. I'm sure we've had this conversation before, but I can't remember what you said. So do you, do you pluck? Do you wax? I pluck. Do you? Oh, do you? Yes, I'm nice, just a plucker. Nice, juicy yeah. plucking oh, sessions you have, do you? Big fat Very nice. Again. Well, I, mine's got sort of a beyond that. So somebody said, why don't you try threading? You know that thing you see yeah, yeah, people yeah. doing in department stores when they're on those funny dentist chairs? And I didn't realise, but you can have a threading situation going on with your lip and chin. So I had my first threading. And what did you think? It is amazing. It is so skillful. It's like, I mean, obviously you can't really see what they're doing, but, but they've got this, this piece of cotton that they're kind of rubbing between their fingers. In... And then they lasso the hair and tug it out. <laughs> well, it's, it's not really a lassoing. It's, I think it's more like a kind of combine harvester because you're at both ends, right? So imagine, because you have to kind of put your hand like that yeah. to, to, you know, to make the surface flat. But it, it, it's a bit like, a, you know, I would think a, a combine harvester going over this field of long stuff. And it kind of catches as it, as it, as it goes across. And was it caught in anything? Was she, did she show you the threadings afterwards? Well, I don't know. Intrigued. I should have asked that, shouldn't I? Yeah. I'm going to do that when the next time. But you could feel it coming out. And then, she, and then you know, it was pretty painful. But then she got right underneath your nose. Oh, yeah. that painful <gasps> bit under the nostril. Oh, my goodness. That was really... But I, think she, but I think she got more out than any waxing or anything. It was amazing. Did you go to a department store or did you go to no, a salon? No, this is a salon. This is a salon. Oh. A salon. Gosh. It's, ama- it's just an amazing experience. I just sometimes use Jeff's razor. <laughs> Do you? All done. Yeah, Do done, you? Dusty. Does he know? But, uh, well, uh, no, of course not. Um... <laughs> We've got a guest coming in, so we'd better shut our trap. We had better shut up, haven't we? Should we take a breath of air? <gasps> yes. And then we'll go one, two, three. She's <gasps> not here. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, this is exciting. She's only been in five minutes. She's told us everything. She's done. Uh, Tiffany Stevenson has walked in, right? She did a brilliant thing. She put her headphones on, then she put it on a pair of aviator shades, and she looked so much like a helicopter pilot. It was really quite sexy. Yes. Well done. I want everyone to find me sexy. Men, women, everyone. It doesn't really matter. Not no. really that fussy. Now, no. listen, um, you are preparing for Edinburgh Fringe. Ah! <laughs> Is that a genuine? <laughs> I, I think I've got my breakdown out of the way before the fringe. Okay, this normally, the timing of the breakdown is really important. Yeah, normally it happens sort of during, doesn't it? About week two or three yeah. when the reviews and the nominations for things start coming out. And you're sick of the rain. Yeah. So I, <laughs> yeah, you're dumb. You've got trench foot. Yeah. And you're crying in the loft bar. Yeah, and there's down in cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> and you haven't eaten anything proper for ten days. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you've avoided that by having the the, the breakdown. I'm having early. yeah. I'm having it early. I always say there's like five stages of Edinburgh, you know, like the five stages of uh, grief, alcoholism. alcoholism, grief. You know, so there's yeah, denial, panic, and then there's I'm in the loft bar, which is just acceptance. Weepiness. I think. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Rage. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna kill all of them. Yeah, else. Yeah, 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 yeah. People getting good reviews that don't deserve them. How does that happen? I thought about this last night. Because I was... <laughs> I was don't dwell on it yet. You're not even opened yet. No, but that's what I'm saying. I've done it before. Yeah. I've done it before. I've gone, listen, we all think... We all are invested in our shows. We all think they're the best thing. You know, um, and the weird thing about there being an award, you being a recipient of that award, is that it does kind of put you into this weird competition with your friends yeah. and your peers. and What friends? What None friends? of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and bitches. Yeah. So it does, I don't know that it's healthy for me creating a good piece of art, which I believe stand-up is, that I'm trying to create this thing and then I'm looking around going, oh, but what about, what about, what about, you know. And um, it's, I had a year off last year. And then there was a slightly frustrating thing of like, oh, women have finally arrived at the fringe and now, yeah, you know, which you must have heard have so many times. Doing, yeah. yeah, you must have heard this. It's very frustrating to go, they've finally got something to talk about now because me too. And you're like, oh, cool. All we have to do is harvest our pain consistently and then we're deemed worthy of listening to. Like, <laughs> oh, that's so narrow, isn't it? And yeah. It's so narrow that that is all. I mean, it's almost like saying in my day it was all the only thing women talked about on stage was their periods. And now it seems to be the only thing women comics talk about on stage is the Me Too movement. And that is so palpably not true. Yes. But yeah. if you want to talk about the Me Too movement, and it, shout great, away. Great, exactly. What's and your show called? Don't tell me it's the Me Too movement. No. So. <laughs> uh, it's called Mother. Oh, now. Just the one word. Just the mother. one word. Yeah. Mother. Okay. Is this about issues we have with our mother? Well, 
when I was first coming up with the concept of it, I just want I wanted to explore all versions of motherhood because I'm a stepmother. So that's a quite a loaded term. You How know, many uh, of? Have you got uh, six paying no. rent? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm stepmother of one. Um, and I think that the other thing they call us is non-bio, like I'm a washing powder, which I'm not into. And so non-biological mother. <laughs> yeah, okay. non-bio. Cheating. It's like you're cheating. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm cheating. That's how you view it, Jenny. You've so that's good to one. know. I'm that borrowed one. No, but... I get to hang out with him. She gets the stretch marks, whatever. Let's see it good like work. that. <laughs> but you're right. Stepmotherhood has got a really bad press, hasn't it? It's if you got... think about all the kind of old stories. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got the Queen in Snow White. You've got Janine Butcher in EastEnders. It's about, is it all about mothers? It's not just about mother. It's about it's about basically the beginning of the story is about me being 17 and getting pregnant and all of the expectations, I guess, that were set up for me at that point of what my life was going to be, you know, um, and who I was going to become and what I was told I could be in my working class comprehensive school. So at 17 you, know. you were being scrap heaped? I was being scrap heaped, yeah, yeah. I was basically told, you know, I said I might want to act and I might want... And they were like, mm, it's not a job, is it? Like that conti- continual thing that working class families tell, you know, they that's not my parents, this was at school. They were like, that's not a job. So there was like, maybe you'll, you might marry a footballer or do page three or something. Did so you that, do a bit of glamour modelling? I did modelling. I did modelling. Yeah, yeah. I put glamour in there. I basically said, did you ever get your tits out? Uh, Because they are magnificent. They are huge, aren't they? I talk about these in the show as well. Boobs fits into the big theme of the whole show, which is about bodily autonomy. How much control we have over our bodies as women. So whether that's in reproductive rights or, you know, like I go into the etymology of the word vagina, which I only just found out recently. Tell us. us. Educate us. Uh, Sword sheath. Sorry? Oh, so it's a sword, sword sheet. So, so that, that, we are meant to cover the penis. Yeah, so that's what I'm like. No wonder, men, no wonder men feel entitled to be in there. Like, that is, that's where I put my dick when it gets rusty. Yeah, Like, the yeah. sword sheath. That's so, where I put it away every night. Yeah. After I've been sort of doing other things with it, look, I'm going to pop it in here. So I've got to come up with a new word for it, basically. But, you know, so stuff like this. So it's kind of looking at, like, our, yeah, our autonomies and how much ownership we have over our bodies and, and how much the public feel entitled to that because... Again, there was a story in the show that sort of went viral about uh, uh, some wound bothering that I witnessed in Starbucks with a pregnant woman trying to get coffee. Did you see this story? No, no. Fill us in. Um, And our audience as well. Because, you know, we're we're usually about three years behind the times. (laughs) You've got to understand. This is a middle-aged lady show. Right. Well, you will... um, I'm I'm sure this has happened to many women. And I won't go into too much detail because it is a story in the show. But basically, I was at a Starbucks and the barista refused to serve a pregnant woman coffee is the very quick version of that. I know there's mouths open in the studio. like, mm. um, And so it's me, and I sort of intervene in in the moment. Um, so it's the unpacking of that story. And also when I told the story... The barista had taken it upon himself or herself. Himself. Himself. It was a man in his like sort of late 20s, early 30s. To say, you're pregnant, therefore you should not have coffee. It began with... It began with him giving me my coffee, seeing her, she was about seven months pregnant. I don't know, I'm not a doctor. And then, <clears throat> so he hands her her coffee and then looks at her and goes, do you want me to make you a decaf? And she says, oh no, I'm okay. And he was like, well, you probably shouldn't have caffeine. And she said, well, I know what my limits are. Like I have mm-hmm. one caramel macchiato a day yeah, yeah. and that's fine. He was like, well, I don't think you should because it's bad for the baby. Oh my goodness. In the show, I then say, which is when I nearly spontaneously combust, but that like, and then I it sort of intervene 
in the story and he's explaining and justifying it to me. And basically I posted the story when it happened. And the interesting thing about this whole thing is after this story went online, it blew up. News stations around the world covered this story. It was on TV in Australia and stuff. Um, A a big section of the show is sort of um, unpacking that story because the responses online I got were... Were they mixed? Three distinct responses. One was overwhelmingly women saying, this has happened to me, I was refused coffee uh i was i well, couldn't even said, get any heroin <laughs> well it's not like she was asking for knitting needles and a bottle of gin no, but, you know like no. this is a woman so someone said to me that they were off uh they were refused uh salami in a deli and i was like that's ironic seeing as salami got you into this <laughs> but it was lots of women going this is my experience this has happened then an account got hashtagged in there was a male response the trolling began and there's an account which you may have heard of called the Didn't Happen of the Year Awards. Vaguely. And it's being talked about more and more at the moment because it really is just kind of like a gaslighting of female experience. It tends to be people tagging this account when women highlight stories of negative male behaviour. Someone so will come on and go, didn't pylon. happen. The, yeah. Oh, okay. Someone will go, it didn't happen. So you're like, you're lying. Now, firstly, I reserve the right to make stuff up. I'm a comedian. Yeah. But I hadn't. I was like, this is a thing that happened. Why would I make this up? And... Um, so, yeah, so that was the second response. And people saying... It's a very um, Trump-esque thing, isn't it? Very Trump... Fake denial. news. Denial of this story. Denial of fact. Yeah, denial of fact of a thing that happened. And then the third response was men and women. Because as we know, women can be actively engaged in this kind of like patriarchal oppressive rubbish as well. Saying that he was just a concerned citizen. I'm a bitch. I should probably shut up. And anyway, because you're not a real mother. You're only a bio mum. I'm, I'm only a non-bio. Non-bio, I'm that's only a it. Non-bio, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so that was very, very interesting to me. That was people saying he's a concerned citizen. He's just doing the right thing, and you're causing a fuss. And I was like, not. You probably want him to be fired. I was like, I don't want him to be fired. I just want to know when they started training baristas in Obgyno. Like that's all I'm asking. Yeah. So, and also, I don't have a problem with the first question of going. Do you want me to make you a decaf? Yes. I don't have a problem with that. It's that's the follow-up. Offering an option. Yeah. That's offering an option. Yeah. But it's also just like how much we distrust women. Like this woman's not aware of her own pregnant mm. body mm. and what she can do with it. Like she's just ordered twenty B and H that she's going to change. I don't tomorrow, know how you know? our mothers ever had us. I mean, my mother, um, I mean, she would probably had blue cheese. She, I mean, yeah. being pregnant in the 50s and 60s, I mean, people just didn't have that. Car. I mean, I think my mother drank. I mean, she certainly got in a car without a seatbelt, all sorts of things. Yeah. You know. And look at you now. Oh, yeah, well, look at my twisted little deformed <laughs> thing. But, um, there's another, there is an interesting show. Uh, somebody else says we've had on as a guest. Do you know Arabella Weir? No, Arabella very well. She's yes. um, doing this show called Does My Mum Loom, look, Does My Mum Loom Big in This, which is yes, all about her yeah. slightly toxic relationship with her mother. Yeah. But this it doesn't sound to me like you have a particularly toxic relationship with your own mother. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, there's definitely generational ideas about feminism and rights and everything. It's very, it's very interesting. Me and my cousin sort of, um, it was at a family funeral, which is my my cousin Jane. She's like 10 years older than me. She's quite sort of hardcore feminist. And her mum, Cynthia, and my mum sort of grew up together, lived together. And they worked at uh, Rank Studios, and Denim Studios out there uh, in their sort of 20s and stuff. And um, (laughs) my mum and my like sort of Aunt Cynthia were like, well... The thing is, back then, it was horrible, wasn't it? You'd go in the dark room, you'd just get felt up. Yeah. You just had to deal with it. We didn't go on about it like you lot. <laughs> like, 
so and that is and then me and my cousin Jane were like well firstly I'm sorry that you had to deal with that and you know but that's why we're speaking up now we don't we're not just going to tolerate it anymore we don't want to get in a lift and run the risk every time getting a lift of, of somebody running their hands into our vaginas yes We'd yeah. like the option of that not happening. Yeah. That would be good. I mean, we did, I think that, you know, I, of probably the same generation as your mum, probably even older She's than your mum, I should me. think. Yeah, I'm 64. But yes, I, I, it was obviously, I mean, this is not original, is it? But it was endemic. It was totally endemic. I worked in television and, you know, dealt with a lot She's of a celebrities. Wow. And, um, you know, they do, yeah, happened all the time in lifts and uh, dressing rooms. And, yeah, it was it was totally an assumption. And, and actually the culture was like, man up, deal with it. Yes. Um, but the point is, the point you're making is that that wasn't acceptable and it has to change. And you're absolutely right. Yeah, there's. A, I mean, my mum was incredible. I dug out a photo of her the other day, and I was just like, she just looked like, and I imagine, you know, like like a Hollywood star. So I imagine she just got a lot of stuff her whole life. Like she's big boobed as well. So yeah. my mum's autonomy. You know, I've never really spoken to her about that, but you know, I wonder how she how she feels, how much that kind of defined how people talked about her and her being working class as well, you know. It's that kind of going into that sort of Babs Windsor territory, isn't it? Where Mm. people just put all this stuff on you because of how you look and... So what number... Sorry, Judith. Yeah, go on. No, no, I'm just wondering what made you choose stand-up in order to um, to voice these these amazingly bright, perceptive thoughts. How did that happen? Um... Well, I was acting and I was working with this street theatre company and a couple of the girls in it were doing stand-up. So I came into it in a very actressy way and I started by writing a character called Savannah Dior Media Whore, right, who was like a wag. And then I um, got booked for a gig one night somewhere in Liverpool, turned up late because I got stuck on the EM6 and it was like the worst experience of my life and I got relentlessly heckled. And then I was trapped in this like like this character that I'd created that wasn't necessarily as smart in trying to deal with hecklers and come back and did it. And it was, it was awful. It was awful. I left like in tears. And then I thought, if I'm going to do this, I think I have to do it as myself. And I, I guess it's kind of a protection from an acting point of view as well, because if they don't like it, it's not because they don't like you. They don't like your character. They don't like the character, you know. But and, and as you know, when you're acting things, you are part of a team and everyone takes the weight of that. So if it does well, it's the team, you know. But if it's you and they don't like it, it's you writing it, directing mm. it, performing it. And it's so personal. personal. Yes. Yeah. So that was my protection. And then I went, right, I've got to write myself. And then in the beginning as well, because there was a lot of like, I got told by male comics, well, women won't laugh at you because they'll be jealous. And they don't want their boyfriends to laugh at you because, you know... So I think that was a myth that was bandied about. Was, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, I actually... I, I think it was a, a way, of, another way of controlling us and saying, don't do it, just yeah. don't do it. Yeah. Because it won't be worth it. But in actual fact, the women were never that horrible... No. ...or shallow or unable to laugh. No, because what you were doing is you, when they're watching Jenny Eclair, you're speaking to their experience. Yeah. And they're going, oh, what a relief, I... I see myself. Yeah. So that was bollocks, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you get told that as well? <laughs> I would guess. I think that I was already doing it. Um, I'm going to take this off because my headphones off because I'm getting sweaty head. Oh, yeah. I'm just trying to think chronologically. I think that I'd been doing it about five or six years before that started 
coming in because there were more maybe because more women were coming in. So, yeah, it was definitely a thing that um, was meant to be off-putting. But you know, some some of the experiences of being a performer are quite grotesque. Yeah, but I do think it's better now, don't you? I do think it's better. I think it's getting better. It's not getting back. Be- better as quick as I like and the one thing that we're they're sort of not dealing with in terms of female comedy so there's a couple of things I think we're sort of getting better at trying to get more women on mm-hmm. and we're trying to be more diverse but I think there's an ageism as well that I just don't see for the male comics oh they want everybody under 25 unless you're a male comic in which case you can go on the youth channels and be you know nearly 60 <laughs> or like do you know what I mean like well it's like a... writers I mean Martin Amos is still a young blood apparently he's about 72 <laughs> he hasn't even got his own teeth well it's like, it's like television presenters it's like television actresses isn't it so it's yeah. interesting so you're saying it's happening in the stand-up world as I well I think it's happening in the stand-up world just in the you know, and always in entertainment, there's always an obsession with youth. Yeah, which and is great. new. And new, you know, and, and anything new and exciting that's coming through. Mm. But if I just look on some of the channels, I guess, like Comedy Central, I probably don't see anyone really over 40 on that channel, female-wise. Yeah, that is bad, and, isn't it? But like Jimmy Carr, say yeah. for yeah. Like Rose Butt, yeah. uh, Dara O'Brien, um, yeah. and... Um, Jonathan Ross was on like yeah. so I I yeah. feel like there's like a and they're all great and I think that they should be there but I'm still seeing the women who are kind of like doing really well still aren't getting offered all the things even that the men are if I look at like Catherine Ryan or Sarah Pascoe or Roisin you know that, that's sort of changing now and maybe like because they're all of my kind of generation but I think that there's also a myth that television is the be all and end all which I well, just it don't isn't. think it is it, it think isn't it is. the be all and end all and also te- television has never been but I mean and this is always is my argument when people say it should be a meritocracy and I was like ha 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 that you ever thought television was a meritocracy <laughs> it wasn't but I do think it's but still you do lots of the panel games I do the panel you? shows and stuff like that yeah well I do mock the week yeah and I've done 8 out of 10 cats these are two programs I've never been invited on you've done QI haven't you I did QI once right. um, a Christmas special when it was still for Stephen Fry Yes. So, yeah, and I thought... Get I Jenny was back ma- on QI. I thought I was marvellous on it. I'm <laughs> sure you were. And tell us about Edinburgh, because we've got, we've got to let you go, because you've got your packing to do. Yeah, I have, You've got to yeah. go and pack all those woolies. Do you feel you need a successful Edinburgh to sort of move yourself forward? I'm trying not to say it's very important that I have a good Edinburgh. I think what's important is that I write a really good show. Keep yourself and that, sane. And that p- Keep myself sane. And that people love it. I think it's. I think it's a really good show. I always aim to make it the best show I've done. Yeah. So I'm trying to aim for progression always, and then that's that because that's the privilege. That's the bit that is actually a privilege that we get to do this yeah. right, in spite of everything else. That hour is yours. Yeah, that hour is mine, and there are people who love what I do and they've paid to come and see it, and so the rest of it all falls away. The rest of it is all nonsense, really, because no matter what happens. I will always strive to make my own opportunities. And the show is called Mother and it's on at... It's on at 9.15 at the Monkey Barrel. And that is obviously in Edinburgh, but whereabouts? Uh, it's uh, near the Tron. I don't know what okay. the name of that road is. Is that the Cannon Gate, maybe? No, maybe Yeah, that's not. very fashionable this year. And it's obviously saying important stuff. I mean, that's, you know, I, what I'm getting is the fact that you'll go there, people will go there and it, it'll be, you know, it's saying important, intelligent stuff. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, if I'm doing it, at my best, I'd be doing social, political, personal. So I like to sort of straddle those worlds as much as I can. Mm. Or look at micro things, the things that have happened to me, which is the micro, and then see what they mean mm. in the world, the macro. 
Um, and that's that's what I hope to do with the shows. But they are funny, so come because it's funny. Uh, but yeah, I do like to make people think and provoke people, be provocative as well. You know, I think that's important in comedy. Have a lovely time. Thank you. We have a lovely time for us, and then let us know when you, when it's all over. Aren't you coming up even for a day or two? No, no, nobody's invited us. Oh, really? <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Have a Thanks. lovely time. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming. All the very best. Thank you very Thank much. You. Tiffany Stevenson. If you enjoy Older and Wider and would like to support the podcast, please like, subscribe and share. Tell your friends about it. We need some more subscribers and reviews. You find us on iTunes. Mind you, if you're not listening to this, you know... Of fighting a losing battle. No, it's not. Come you on. You can email the show at olderwiderpod at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter, should you fancy that, at Jenny Eclair. And me on Grey Pride uh, at Grey Pride UK. I never know what my Twitter handle is. Whenever you. you see Gre- you say Grey Pride, I always imagine he was a big proud squirrel. Do you- <laughs> big proud grey squirrel. Do you? Sitting there proudly, yes. Busying away. Yeah, with a nut, a great nut. <laughs> Have to take that. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.